change. This train not taking passengers. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, something different that I haven't done in a while. Uh, solo podcast. I think it's mostly because, yeah, I was I had one lined up for tomorrow, but uh, that's had to be postponed by a week, and I'm not sure when the other clowns are going to be able to get back in here. So thought I'd sit down. Um, yeah, I think I've only ever done one on my own from the new studio. And it's really cool. It's it's actually really cool. Like when I, I mean, Saturday, there's no one else here in the building. It's nice. You know, like this place is actually like an extension of, you know, my house, my shit. So it's actually really nice coming here. It makes you feel like you're almost sort of doing what you're meant to be doing. I don't know. I, yeah, you know, I have to, sometimes, you know, we don't get to do podcasts that often, so I don't actually get to come here that often. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's still weird, like. How many episodes were we in? I don't know. I want to do a podcast on my own, and I th- just there's a few. Th- I get the feeling that when I do it with, you know, when I do one with, the, uh, say, the other guys or whoever else is on, I, you know, I don't want to have an, a repeat of what I used to do back when we first started doing these things, where I sort of not just overshadowed, but just took over basically everything. It was just me ranting on for hours on end. And most of my mates, you know, bless them, will listen to me rant on when I'm blowing steam or whatever. But I feel like I probably shouldn't be doing that as often. It's not fair on them. Um, there was a bunch of things I had listed as stuff that I wanted to talk about um, without going onto my notes onto my phone. Uh, let's just go with the crap that's right at the top, which would be I woke up and... Um, Prince Philip had passed away at age 99, and as predicted, you turn on the TV and he's literally on every station, like, you know, Queen Mourns, blah, 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 like, whoever, and then DMX had also passed away. Technically, he's been brain dead, I think, for the last couple of days, but, um, yeah, they had him on life support, they pulled off, they pulled the plug, and then his final organ started shutting down, so, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, I don't know... It sort of annoys me because, <clears throat> you know, unless you, I mean, DMX died at 50, Prince Philip died at 99, and unless you're in a hip-hop or know your pop culture sort of shit, you know, you wouldn't know who DMX is, but chances are you do know, like, yeah, you've heard of him if you're under the age of 40, 45. Um, yeah, DMX's death has really sort of hit me, but... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Do you, you know what annoyed me? It's just, um, like, I really don't want to, like, I'm never going to speak ill of the dead, right? I just want to understand why. Like, obviously, if you've been listening to this or you know me, you know I don't, what well, my thoughts are on the royal family or royal families in general. But it was more, um, <laughs> just Prince Philip, man. Like, I don't get it. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, can anyone tell me what he's done outside of, you know, be a queen's handbag for the last, you know, hundred years? I don't understand, like, 
there was a photo of him. Like I went to the supermarket this morning, and there was a photo of him on the front page of the paper. And he's got like you know he's he's it's all the st- it's a standard you know ceremonial headshot. You know he's got the the medals on and the you know medals of valor and shit from his time in the navy. Actually, not navy. Was it air force? I think it was both. I don't know. No, no, he was in the navy. I'm arguing with myself. I haven't even got the other guys here to like yell at. Um, <laughs> this is what I understand. Okay, Prince Philip. I, I'm struggling to think of something of note that he's done, like off the top of my head. Okay, and as a country that flies the Union Jack on their flag, like you'd think we'd know some of this. Outside of, I remember when um. Was it Abbott that tried to bring back the the knighthood, the Australian knighthood, which means absolutely nothing, and then nothing. Prince Philip was the first guy to receive it. I think it lasted one shot, and then they disbanded it. Okay, but seriously, seriously, one thing that he's done. Name one thing, anyone. I actually googled literally the words Prince Philip accomplishments. You know, on the way here. The, and it's not the uh, like I'm not trying. It's not a gotcha. It's not trying to shit can anyone because a lot of people don't do anything of note. Okay, but I figured you're a fucking royal. You live till ninety nine, yeah. And <laughs> surely you'd have done something of note. Okay, like you know you see even like Prince Harry, who's you know like a prince, but yeah, you, know, you always see him doing you know welfare work and his stuff with um, oh, what was that um the Olympics in the games, Invictus or whatever it was, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, his humanitarian work and, you know, basically picking up the ball of where Princess died, left off. And, yeah, they're always in the news for that sort of stuff. But I figure, yeah, Prince Philip hit 99. Yeah, there's a good innings. He looked like a Buckingham zombie for the last, like, five, ten years. Easy. But, um, surely he should have done something. And I swear to God, this is what came up. Okay, I got. I don't know what anyone actually knows about him, but uh, like this is all I knew about him. I know that he was born in um in Greece in uh, Corfu. Uh, pretty sure it was Corfu, or Crete. No, Corfu. Yeah, and he's got Greek heritage and half. Uh, it was his uncle, father. I don't know, Greek, Swedish, something. You know, basically the last legs of the monarchy in Greece, and they abdicated and uh, headed overseas. I know that he met. <laughs> he met. Queen Elizabeth, yeah, when she was a teenager, like 13, and they're, they're third cousins. <laughs> so, essentially, yeah, like he met her, basically quit the military, married her, and forever followed her and her corgis around the palace walls. Okay. I... <laughs> That's what I knew about him. That and his affinity to make racist, racist comments, like wherever he went. When he came, like, you know, when he was in, I think, like, in Australia, when he was in PNG, when he was in China. Like, he just made the most racist calls ever. And I can understand, you know, he's an English pomp, you know, and he was born in, a, you know, 1920 or whatever it is to make him 99. Okay. I can understand it doesn't excuse it, but there's, I wouldn't, yeah, no one makes those kind of calls these days, but that, that's what I knew about him. I legitimately searched Prince Philip achievements. 
fully expecting something that, you know, I'd never known. Something to be like, oh, my God, really? Like, you, wow. Like, I didn't realize he, you know, rescued serfs from Ghana. Like, oh, I've got no idea. All right. Maybe he was a war hero or some shit. Like, something I didn't know about. Anyway, so I legitimately Googled a few things. And this is what I found. Um, because of him, they changed rules to the international level playing field of polo. <laughs> polo, the sport as we all know it and love. You know, most the only people that really play it are rich bricks with sweaters. Um, yeah, apparently on an international level, he had some rules amended or something. I, I can't. I didn't even bother reading it, reading that part. Um, he apparently was an artist. Um, some something to do with something to do with a stained chapel glass windows, like stained windows. You know, that you find in churches or something. Something to do with Windsor. He'd, he'd done a few pieces himself. I, I, I can't remember. And something about having flown like 5,000 hours in a plane, which he did up until like 97. Like, okay. Um, sacrificed his career in the Navy. <laughs> uh, she became queen like five years after they got married. Uh his, his actual quote was, I thought I was going to have a career in the Navy, but it became obvious there was no hope. There was no choice. Yes. Because <laughs> yes, because his career in the Navy, he would have been on the front lines as Prince Philip, husband of the Queen of England. He would have been, you know, cannon fodder, basically. <laughs> that would have made sure of that. He would have been some sort of commando that, you know, Jumped off, uh, dive overboard with like a Bowie knife in his mouth and C4 strapped to his back, charging at the enemy. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, incidentally, um, yeah, his sisters were. Four of his sisters were married to German aristocrats. Some of them were Nazis. Lovely. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm really wasting everyone's time here. <laughs> I didn't really see anything else. <laughs> I swear. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, it should not be that hard. If you've lived to 99, surely you've done something of note if you're a, a royal. I, I don't actually understand. Um, yeah. Like, my first thoughts were like, okay, he's, if, like, was he a, like a pilot in the war or was in the Navy in the war? Like, you know, he fought in World War, he served in World War Two, apparently. Um, but, um, yeah, like, that, that's it. A hundred years of walking around. And the thing that got me the most was something about him retiring from royal from his from his royal duties. What royal duties? I'm pretty sure most of the hard yards fall on like Queen Victoria uh, Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth. Right? The hard work falls on her. And she does the knighting and all that sort of shit. And the uh, seasonal messages at Christmas. But that's it. He was literally a handbag. 
and I don't understand, like, the, 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 the like, why? Uh, they're making it out like he's a deity. And on the flip, like, DMX has passed away, unfortunately, from a drug overdose. Um, and straight off the bat, like, you Google him. I mean, if you, some of this stuff I already knew, some of it, like, you know, I didn't know. But you Google him, and it's like he was the first debut artist to land two number one albums in this, in this same year. That's insane. <laughs> That's an incredible feat as an artist in his field. Uh, for all those that don't know, uh, DMX grew up in Yonkers in, um, in the States, in, in New York, and is basically a child of a d- domestic abuse, you know, uh, used to get beat, shit kicked out of him. So in order to avoid being at home, he uh, used to just wander the streets, basically, like almost like a you know, homeless person, and he befriended you know stray dogs and things like that, you know. And then uh, he was in and out of schools. He went to like a reform school, all that sort of stuff, until eventually, like you know, he started doing poetry and rapping. And you know, people around him sort of pushed him to do it more. And then he picked up like a mentor here and there, and he was beatboxing and DJing and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, one of his mentors introduced him to crack. Like you know, when he was like fourteen, like he smoked a, a joint that was laced, and that basically started him on that spiral. Um, but yeah. One of the biggest artists, you know, f- resurgence of, in hip hop, you know, in the East when at the time, you know, P. Diddy and the rest of them were sort of pushing this, you know, almost pop hop sort of scene and DMX was this just voice, you know, of, of realness and raw gritty sort of shit. He was also like a pastor, you know, for Christian church and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of his stuff sort of became sermon like. But no, it was deep. It was deep into that. But yeah, that was in 50 years, and he was a product of the streets. <laughs> I can't think of a single thing Prince Philip did, ever. Not about his kids, like Prince Charles. Like, even Prince Charles is like 100 years old. So not only did he marry his cousin, but like, how... Like, seriously, <laughs> it just, it's warped. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Ah, Prince Philip, life of hardship, following your wife to state dinners and, you know, fundraisers where you got no idea what's going on and... <laughs> Shit. Ah, God almighty. Um, yeah, all this is going to be nice and short. I really just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> um... Last week, uh, last weekend was Good Friday, and um, yeah, for the second time in you know twelve years, I actually had Saturday and Sunday and Monday off. Um, I went camping just out uh, out of Mansfield near uh, Fry's uh, Fry's Hut. You know, if anyone remembers Man from Snowy River and all that sort of shit, that's that was Craig's hut. So not far from there, but you know, it was really cool because uh, you got out there and then it's a dirt road off the main highway and after about 10-15 minutes you sort of lost reception and it was about 35 minute drive to the campsite you know no uh, no plumbing no running water uh, no to- uh, showers just you know a man and his uh, smartphone <laughs> fuck that was good literally just drank and threw wood on a fire for four days there's a couple of kids that were with us. When I say kids, I mean younger than us. So, you know, late teens, 20s. And uh, they were there for the first couple of days before we only had one day or two by ourselves. 
But, um, yeah, they were mates of mates. And, uh, yeah, one bloke just kept throwing diesel onto an open fire, which was pretty funny. It was reckless as fuck. Everything smelt of petrol. But, yeah, watching them take risks like that. And by risks, I mean um, this one dude. Like, we were sort of all just eating whatever we could find. And, uh, like, they hadn't, hadn't had it that thought out. One kid had a Weber that he hadn't never cleaned. He was just warming uh, meat pies and shit on it. But, yeah, one dude, it got to near, no, no, it was late. But in his drunken hunger, he was using his freaking iron, um, cast iron skillet frying pan to throw diesel onto the fire. Then he got the idea that he wanted to use it to cook something. So he's left it on the fire upside down to essentially burn out all the fuel. <sighs> and then <laughs> I, do- I sort of dozed off in front of the fire. I wasn't really paying attention, but he was trying to cook eggs. And at some point, all the guys were like, oh, my God, even you can't do that. He'd gotten dirt in his eggs. So he's eating this omelette that was like scrambled eggs with dirt and the remnants of diesel. And I think two-stroke as well. It was just, Jesus, God, man. Like, I'm not precious, but fuck, man. I mean, I drink full cream milk and I get funny, <laughs> a funny stomach. This was just next level. But I guess the wild makes people do crazy shit. <laughs> the wild. The wild, man. There was more people there than there is in, you know, South Yarra. <laughs> Some of these campers and shit, caravans, they were just next level, man. They were just... I mean, why even leave your house? If you've literally carted along a trailer with, like, a 55-inch plasma and Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. We had, like, tents, you know... And we'd walk down to the stream to brush our teeth in the morning. That was more or less it. I swear to God, some of these families, man, they had karaoke going, for fuck's sakes, and LED strobe lighting. I did not understand it. Like, talk about roughing it. Kids will never know camping the way I knew camping growing up, ever. Like, we'd go away for weeks, you know, and no no TV. No, you know, you had a... Parents had a radio, they were blaring Greek music off. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I never understood it. Because you we were roughing it, but somehow the wogs just kept pulling meals out, like they were serving families at Christmas. Like you saw all the Aussie families, like the, the Anglo family sitting around and yeah, their beans, <laughs> like roughing it. <laughs> like that's it. The wogs were pulling lasagna out of these campfires, <laughs> made from scratch, like bechamel at the campfire. Like how? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Besides that. Actually, one cool thing was um, the cooking. On the last day, it was just me and uh, two other mates. And I said, you know what? Let's actually have something to eat tonight. And uh, someone pulled out a pack of fettuccine they had in their esky. And I'm like, done. I go, I can work with that. I had a couple drum legs, uh, chicken drum legs left in um, like yeah, my esky that I'd marinated the day before we'd left. I said, sweet. Let's go into town, get a few things. And um, yeah, I bought like cream, and bacon. And I ended up making like a carbonara, like a campfire carbonara. It was freaking sick. The, the taste is delicious. Like after three days of eating like practically jack, it was freaking nice. But it was almost like I had like a kitchen set up at the back of a restaurant. So I had like two burners going. I had a guy making garlic bread out of sliced bread and like craft cheese singles. Gave him some garlic. <laughs> so he's like wrapped it all in foil, throwing it in a fire. We got another guy on the sautéing, you know, just stirring away. 
It actually felt really cool. Like I was and like it was I was yelling shit at people like order up. <laughs> I need to hit lower down on this one. It was freaking hilarious. But like I could sort of see like yeah, I can see why chefs would sort of you know, they that thrive on that sort of energy while they'd be at home in a kitchen. It's actually really fun. Of course I'm comparing three dickheads with a gas burner and an open fire and some <laughs> some cheese. <laughs> to a you know competitive kitchen somewhere in um, the CBD, <laughs> it's totally the same thing. <laughs> actually, this is the one thing that I actually wanted to bring up a uh, a week or two ago, and I kept forgetting to do it. But I'll do it now. Now that we're on the subject of cooking, the reality shows, and I don't want to harp on the same shit again. This is more on why <sighs> Dancing with the Stars has got uh, Beck Cartwright is back. Back. Uh, is that her name, Beck Cartwright? Did she go by Beck Hewitt? I've got no idea. Actually, I should look that up. Seriously. Is it Beck Cartwright? I got no idea. Hang on. Beck Cartwright. Eh, it is still Beck Cartwright. Oh, it's Rebecca June Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> So her name was Rebecca June Cartwright, and she played Haley Smith Lawson on Home and Away. What a stretch! <laughs> totally against character. Okay, um, without hammering it too too hard, but um, <laughs> okay, this is my beef. <laughs> I got two things to say. One I discovered this morning. I. I Realised she was back on, and it sort of annoyed me because I was like, oh, making a return to TV after 15 years or however long it's been. But the, <laughs> the article in front of this rag was, it's my time to shine. Like, really? <laughs> Who has missed Beckart- Beck Cartwright from their lives? Who has denied this woman her chance to do anything? She's part of Australian royalty, literally. She's married one of Australia's most successful, prominent tennis players of all time. She was, you know, a TV darling. It's too bad she didn't get like a disease, you know, and become even bigger. We'll call that the um, the Goodrum effect. <laughs> the Goodrum method. All right. Knock on wood. Not mocking people with diseases. I'm just saying. That's another conversation altogether. Anyway, but Beck Cartwright, who's... T- Who's taken away her anything? She had kids. Like, that. that's literally it. She retired from TV and she had kids. And now it's her time to shine. That really annoyed me. And I think I'd, if I ever met the editors or the journos that put together that rag and come up with these headlines, if I met the guy that okayed that headline or changed it to that on the front of the magazine, I would punch him in the face. That's not even a question. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what you do for a living, like a hard day's work, you know. It's an honest day's work. But if you literally were the guy that signed off on the, nah, mate, let's let's change that headline to it's my time to shine. I would literally punch this guy in the face. <laughs> Nevertheless, so we've all missed her and she's back on Dancing with the Stars. Now we all get to see her do the hot shoe shuffle or whatever the hell it is they do. But the other one was um, Chappelle Corby. This one I didn't quite understand, and I'm actually, I want to put it out there. Like, I want people to hit me back with this, because I've got no idea. Now, Chappelle Corby, back in 2004, 2004, 2005, 
somewhere there. I, know, I was working in my first uh, job out of high school. I still remember because I was in the warehouse uh, wiping walls down when um when she got uh, a conviction. And that's the other thing that seems strange to me today. But anyway, <laughs> fuck, I've got to stop rambling, seriously. Okay. Uh, Chappelle Corby was busted with uh, trafficking marijuana into uh, Bali. And she had a boogie, a famous boogie board or whatever the hell, a uh, bag or whatever the hell it was, like some sort of bag. And um, yeah, she was busted too. And she said, oh, it's not mine, la, 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 usual shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, I've been to Bali, I've been to Jakarta. When you get off the, the plane in, in Indonesia, it's in a big, big freaking billboard that says anyone caught trafficking drugs, uh, it's punishable up to death. Anyway, she was convicted. She comes from a long line of like drug peddlers and uh, degenerates, basically. But yeah, she was innocent. She was convicted. She went to prison. Uh while in prison, she apparently suffered mental health issues, surprisingly. Um, and then eventually, yeah, she got out and she came back here. And then she got a whole bunch of plastic surgery done and she's lived her life as some sort of influencer on Instagram. Why anyone would give a shit about Chappelle Corby, I have no idea. But, yeah, I remember overnight, like when she got released, she set up like social media accounts and people started losing their shit. Like, okay, you could be following anyone on the planet. You know, you could be following some blonde with big rack or, you know, you could be following uh, LeBron James or something, you know, as he smashes every city with a basketball. You could be following physicists, you know, all types of crap. But you're going to choose to follow Chappelle Corby for whatever reason because she lives such an interesting life and she's such an interesting personality. Chappelle Corby is on Dancing with the Stars, and she's going to, you know, change the world for it, and people are going to see the real deal. <laughs> I don't understand why Channel 7, and I, I tweeted this, and I remember retweeting it and sharing it along. I have no idea how Chappelle Corby gets on Dancing with the Stars. She's done nothing of note, and it's not like... There was a massive expose after her release where people looked into her case, found fresh evidence, you know, exonerated, had all the charges dropped, like it was a big conspiracy, and they found it. None of that. We have heard nothing about her case since she got released, since she, before she got released. You know, in the lead up to her getting released, it was all about her sister and, you know, someone's boyfriend. I don't, I don't know. Okay. But. She's a convicted drug trafficker. Somehow Channel 7 find it of note. She is a person to bring on to their program as a contestant. Like, what are we actually pushing here? I I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I get... One of the first articles I'd ever written... Back in like 2004, 2005, maybe even earlier, I remember saying something about, I was commenting on the backwards laws in this country and all that sort of shit, and I remember saying something about, welcome to Kelly country, this country was uh, founded by convicts and run by bushrangers, and it comes full circle in 2021 that a drug trafficker um, has been put on a game show. 
End of story. I got nothing. That's it. <laughs> That's actually it. I don't know. I don't know what else I meant to say. Like, is this what people are thinking about? Or am I just overthinking it? Or do I find it completely unfair that, like, this would happen? I don't know. <laughs> you see, even I can babble on my own for a couple of hours. Why not? I think there's been a couple of hours with <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. Actually, you know what? Here's something. <laughs> Here's something. Um, Just around the corner from my house, there's this... I thought there was a festival going on because it was cars parked everywhere. But um, I looked it up online and um, uh, they're actually doing like a Moonlight Cinema for like two weeks. Basically, like a thing to get people out of the house again, you know, post-COVID and blah, 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 community spirit and all that sort of stuff. Unless you're, you know, Sudanese. <laughs> Fuck me. That's what I, I can't. See, that's the thing. This podcast doesn't get the exposure to make that a viral comment where they're going to kick down the door and arrest me for making cake crumbs because clearly I'm not racist and it's just a tongue-in-cheek thing. It's not even tongue-in-cheek. It's more of a, you know, uh, observation of where we're at right now. But nevertheless, I, I looked up. The, uh, the the com- when I looked it up online, the comments were made by the Lord Mayor of the region. And interestingly enough, I recognised the name as someone I went to to school with. I, I don't think I went to high school with him. I went to primary school with him. And I, I stri- I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that kid? Who was that kid? And then I remembered him. I remembered him for one, th- uh, two things. I think it was a year older than me, possibly, but uh, maybe a year older. And I just remember sitting down, and I just remember he had those. Uh, those school shorts, but he was sitting cross-legged at an age where I thought like cross-legged was sort of faux pas. And I remember someone, teacher telling him off or something, and then him just going, <laughs> like really like, <laughs> and then the teacher's like, what was that? You know, he's like, nothing, I'm just sighing. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I swear I should tweet him or something. Say, mate, do you remember this? No thought about the Lord Mayor role. Like, who wakes up and says to themselves, I want to become Lord, like, Mayor, right? I'd, obviously, it's it's a move to politics, like, long-game politics. Yeah, like, Pete Buttigieg in the States, he was the Mayor of uh, Cleveland or wherever the hell he is, and um, now, he's, uh, yeah, now he's in Biden's cabinet doing something. He's a minister for transportation or something. But... I tried to remember what were my what's my exposure to like Lord Mayor, and then I remembered, like back in primary school, the, the mayor would come to our school to present some award, and he's actually he was a, he's a member of Parliament. I don't know if he still is, but he was. But um, I just remember standing there in assembly and just seeing this dude. I think he presented me an award once, and he just had like these robes on. Half priest, half judge. <laughs> I don't know which title's got more clout these days. Yeah. But that's honestly my recollections of the local Lord Mayor. <laughs> Former and current. 
Yeah. Anyway, I actually have a lot of work to do, so I'm going to wrap this up. How long have I gone for? Wow, 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the current batch of crap that we keep putting through. Um, if you have any more suggestions, like honestly, whatever you guys want to hear, just let me know. Uh, questions, all that sort of stuff. We've, we keep saying we're going to introduce segments, and then we end up just dilly-dallying like we always do. Um, but yeah, my next guest, if the boys don't want to do an episode this week, then I've got a guy coming in on Sunday, possibly next Sunday. Um, but that'd be fun. Uh, I'm going to be moving as well over the next month. So hopefully it doesn't interfere too much with this, but I doubt it will because it's been pretty sporadic as it is. I've just been flat out. Like I got back from, um, camping on Monday after four days with no internet, uh, I got back on Monday at like two o'clock and I was basically, I went home, showered, changed, got on the bike and went and saw some clients and just came back and started doing work. So yeah, I'm still working seven days, which is pretty crap, but, um, yeah, just gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but yeah, first three months of 2021 have wrapped and I don't know, I'm still not a hundred percent into normality. Like I went into a, like, we're all not wearing masks anymore. And then, yeah, you're going to some places and you're going to pull one out. It's like, oh, okay. Are we done with this or we're not? Like, I'm not complaining. But, yeah, I think we're all still walking around on eggshells, which is pretty funny. Not funny, but just weird. Yeah, I don't think 2021 is going to be any smoother than 2020 was. Nevertheless, enough rabbiting on. Um, I'm going to leave this. And, um, yeah, rest in peace, DMX. These niggas is for real. These niggas ain't playing. This ain't no fucking game. You think we playing? Rough riders. Uh. Hold up.